have in my hand. Powerful Word of God. Can change lives, heal broken hearts, save man's soul. Lord Jesus, today, speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now turn to your neighbor and let them know how much you love them over there, would you? One of the things that we need to do as a church and as Christians all the time is let people know how much we love them. And just love them. It's just really important to love people. I ran across a great story that fit the message today. It starts out, the guy's talking, he says, When I was in the sixth grade, I remember very plainly that there was a certain boy who had one goal in life. And that was to chase me down and try to beat me up. Maybe some of you had that happen in your life. He lived, uh, he lived for that day. One day my sister came to meet me at lunch and told me that she heard there was a plan for this boy to ambush me on the way home from school. He goes, in parentheses, he says, intel is a good thing. <laughs> my stomach churned all afternoon. It was about an eight block walk. From school to our house. When the bell rang at three o'clock, I found myself briskly walking in the opposite direction from my house. I walked and I walked and I walked. I saw streets and houses that I never knew existed. It took me over an hour to get home. I zigzagged and backtracked and was all, always looking over my shoulder. I made it home safe that day for the very simple reason I took the long way home. Any of you ever taken the long way home just to avoid something when you were growing up? Sure. Maybe we still take the long way home when there's a direct route to God. We just keep going, okay. There's certain points in our life when we look back and wonder, why did it take me so long to get here? Uh, I call it beating my head against the wall. When I, if I'd have just surrendered to God, it would have made it a lot simpler. Amen. Trials that are before us, the struggles before us, these are all roads that we must travel. Roads that make us tired. Roads that cause us to wonder why. We ask ourselves questions. Why is God letting this happen to me? Why is God doing this to me? When that road over there looks so much shorter and so much easier. This morning, I want us to ponder for a moment on this idea of the long way home. We will see that when God is building the road, when God is drawing out the map, when God is out front leading the way, the long way is always the best way. So, in those Bibles you held up, if you had turned to Exodus chapter 13, we were kind of there last week and in 14 more, but we're going to be in 13 today. And as we finish up this series, Doomed to Repeat. Let me give you a little background uh, for your memory about the children of Israel and where they are to our message today. God, through Joseph, had made a way to save Israel during the seven-year famine. Jacob's family joined Joseph, and 
70 of them moved from Canaan to Egypt. The Egyptians put the Israelites in bondage for hundreds of years. And the Israelites increased in numbers from uh, over that 430 year period from 70 to 600,000 men, not counting women and children. God had heard their cry, sent them Moses, who was going to lead them out of Egypt. In order to help them get there and Pharaoh to let them go, the ten plagues came upon Egypt uh, by the hand of Moses. And the Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He wouldn't let them go. Then God gave instructions for the Passover and readied the people to flee from Egypt. And then God sent the tenth plague, death of the firstborn. And after that plague, Pharaoh sent the people out. Now, Exodus 13, we're going to be looking at verses 17 through 22. So if you'll find those verses, I'll read them and you kind of follow along. My version may be a little different than yours, but uh, it'll, it'll make sense to you. Starting in verse 17. Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with them. Uh, for he had placed the children of Israel under Solomon, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. So they took their journey from Succoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day of the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Now I want us to see two things in this passage of scripture we just read. The first one is that God knows the best way is sometimes the long way. The best way is sometimes the long way. And one of the characteristics of God is that we should never forget that he is omniscience, his omniscience or his knowledge, that omniscience word and omnipresent, and those are, those are great characteristics of God, but they're hard words to perhaps understand. This one simply means knowledge. Okay? He knows the past, he knows the present, and he knows the future. He's the only one that does. He's the only one that knows the future. We don't know it. Uh, the call 1-800-MAN from Jamaica, she doesn't know it. <laughs> the horoscope doesn't really know it. Some people believe in it. Boy, that's wholeheartedly. That's the first thing they read in the newspaper is, is the horoscope to see what, what, what's going to happen to their life. Wow. But his, God has all knowledge. He knows all the answers in every situation, in every time frame, in every season of life. He knows. He knows what's going on in my body and in your body. He knows what's happening. In Psalm 147 and verse 5, it says, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is, what does it say? Infinite. Infinite. You don't possess, you and I don't, don't we can't imagine the knowledge of God. We just can't get it. 
We'll never get it. And so we don't have the mental faculty to even contemplate it. Even though some people think they're smarter than God. I've met a few of those. Have you? Along the way. They act like they they know more than God does. But even with our limited understanding, we decide sometimes to take roads and pathways that aren't good for us. God's trying to steer us away from them, and we just tend to go right down that road. Why would we ever do that? Well, probably because of what Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says. Remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from the ancient times, things which have not been done, saying that my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. All my good pleasure. Who's better able to build the roads in our life than God? I don't know anybody. Maybe my mother. (laughs) But God is the one who can build these roads in your life. Who could possibly know better than God the best way to take? Who, Who knows the terrain better than the one who made that terrain? If when you were younger, when you were younger, you had all the answers. Your peers especially had the answers. And the tragedy is, is that we tend to listen to them. If we don't listen to them, we come out in better shape. Is there ever advice from TV and magazines and books that's going to really help you? Well, not in this day and age. You can't tell what's real and what's not real. Doesn't matter who you're listening to. But don't put your stock in in these guys. Daily horoscopes and so forth. Only God has the characteristic of omniscience. Remember from our text that it was because of God's knowledge of what the Israelites would do if confronted by the warring Philistines that they went the direction that they went. Because he was afraid they would turn back. And God still is doing that today. Now look again at verses 17 and 18. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the way of the wilderness, the Red Sea. The children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. See, God desired success and freedom from the Isra- for, for the Israelites from the Egyptians. And that's the only reason he took them that long way. That's what made the long way the best way, because it was God's way. Maybe you've had to walk a longer path than you would like to have walked. But that's okay, because God was leading you every step of the way. Shortcuts don't always make it. But long ways, you'll, you'll make it. Just take the time. That's why they made expressways and freeways is to get you there faster. Sometimes just going off the beaten path can be more fun. A few years ago, went on vacation uh, to the northeast. And just the whole point of the vacation was to drive out and see places we had never seen before. Uh, wanted to see a covered 
uh, bridge. Remember the old covered bridges? Boy, I ran across a beautiful one up, and I'm sure I can't remember where we were, Connecticut or someplace like that. Because um, up there you can drive an hour and be in a different state, <laughs> or 30 minutes and be in a different state because they're all so close and compact to each other. But why some beautiful, beautiful things to see. But it would have been easy to get on the interstate and just drive and say, well, I've been there, or take your time and go out and follow the long road and uh, see some even more beautiful things. The source of our troubles and our hardships, we think, man, God, why am I having to go through this? Because on the back side of it, you know as well as I do that you can look back and go, oh, 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 okay, I got it. But in the midst of it, it's difficult, isn't it? If you have an illness or a sickness, it's difficult to put legs to that and wonder, why do I have that? Why is God taking me through that? We're going to find and try to find the path of least resistance. The path uh, that would be easier to follow, but oftentimes that path can be a deadly path. It was God's infinite knowledge and wisdom that led the successful exodus out of Egypt for these people. God knows, unlike us, that sometimes that best way is the long way around. Now let me ask you a question. Are shortcuts a part of your Christian walk? Are you traveling down roads that are different than the way God said to go? If you are, how could it ever turn out to be good? In John 14:6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Many today are trying to make, uh, make it to the promised land of heaven by devising these shortcuts. They're traveling ways other than what the all-knowing God has directed. For example, some want to make it to the promised land by taking the shortcut of no baptism. They cry out, you don't have to take that long way. It's unnecessary. Go, go out, go that way. It's too much trouble. Just ask Jesus to come into your heart. Take that shortcut. Raise that hand. You're saved. You're in. They forget that the all-knowing Jesus, omniscience of God said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me except through, to the Father except through me. Don't ever forget that. That's the only way you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Don't try to go around it. Don't try to find another way that's easier. Go right to Jesus. What's, what's simpler than that? Just come to Jesus. Just come to Jesus. There are no shortcuts to heaven. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. It's just that's clear and simple. Come to Christ, surrender your heart to Him, be baptized into Christ, and the Bible describes it as you will rise to walk in a new life. Now, the, that's when the journey begins, though. It's when you come up out of the water until the day you die. It's a journey, isn't it? It's a battle, day in and day out, day in and day out. Fighting your will over God's will, your will over God's will, your will over God's will. Take that long, steady road, and you'll be blessed. Jesus said, narrow is the way that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. 
So sometimes God doesn't want us on the superhighway. He wants us on that narrow path. Keep following it. Keep walking. Keep chipping away at it. Okay? You're going to get there. John 10.1, Jesus taught this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. We've got to acknowledge and live our lives with full understanding that God is the one who knows the best way. God is the one who wants joy and success in your life. God is the one who plans the successful journey that will bring you home. Even if it's the long way. It brings me to the second truth that I want you to take away from our passages today. And that is, God is out front leading the way. Let's look at verses 21 and 22. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go day and night. He didn't take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. God is out front leading. Let Him lead. It's like, it's like, you know, a team of horses and you're, you're riding the horses. You're, you're steering the horses with the reins, right? God wants to have those reins. Let God have the reins of the horses. Let God do it. Don't, don't let us sit, let Him ride co-pilot. It's okay to have Him there, but let Him have the reins. Let Him decide when you're going to do it, what you're going to do, how you're going to do. Ask Him. Ask Him. And if you don't get a clear prompting of the Spirit of God, don't do it. Just don't do it. We talked in Sunday school this morning about taking every thought captive for Christ. Man, is that a, that's a daunting task, isn't it? Every thought, every thought. That's, that's a difficult thing to do. But with God's help, we can do it. God was out front leading the children of Israel. It's not a part-time role that God takes. He's leading day and night. You see that in our passage? Day and night He led them. He wanted them to know He was present. He was with them. Through all of the 40 years of wandering through the wilderness... He was with them. God's leadership provides comfort. Because when you get discouraged, all they had to do was look up and see God in some way, either a cloud by day or pillar of fire at night. They could always be comforted knowing that God was with them. You and I can be comforted. Now, we don't have a pillar of of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. We don't have that, but what do we have? We have the prompting of the Holy Spirit. We have God reassuring us. When we read His Word, we're reassured. We're lifted. We're, I heard a song this morning um, when I got here for my prayer time. I had a memory in my Facebook, and it was a song that I'd put some oh, three or four years ago uh, on my post in Facebook. It was a great psalm. I just started listening to it. Just, oh man, I just, whoo, hallelujah. <laughs> Found my hands were raised up and I was tapping my toes and shaking my body and getting woke up. It was awesome. You know, that's what it does. That's what music does for us. That's what the Word of God does for us. We'll read a passage of Scripture and just feel that spirit move and swell within us. Amen? And that's what we need. Because God is providing leadership and providing comfort. 
He's our hope. He's our He's our, our, our light in the time of darkness. And these same characteristics and blessings are present today for us. God's Word guides us. His Word and His Spirit comforts us. In Psalm 107, verses 19 and 20, it says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Psalm 119, verses 103 through 105 says, How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. From your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false... Whatever that is. (laughs) Let me see what I've got in my notes here. Well, I don't know why that got in there. But anyway, therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And we need to understand that God loves us and His Word guides us and lifts us. James 1.21 says, Receive with meekness uh, the implanted Word which is able to save your souls. You see, God still desires to lead our lives. He's ensured that we have direct leadership every day from Him through His Word. But if you're never in His Word consistently, daily, it's going to be hard to hear Him. It's going to be hard to find Him. And you'll never get the direction you need from God without picking up His Word and absorbing it. Let it come into your life. Let it come in and feed your heart. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God, you do all that in 16, for 17, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. It means that we can make it safely through life to the promised land. It means that God is still there and He's still leading the way if we will but be obedient to Him. Imagine the fear and uncertainty of everyday life for the average family fleeing Egypt thousands of years ago. They cried out, and a merciful, loving God heard them. Always remember these things. It was God who saved them. God who devised the plan. God who led them. God who strengthened them. God who defeated their enemies. God who fed them. God who quenched their thirst. God who forgave them. God who was always there. It was God who fulfilled the promise of a special land that was given to them. And that same God is alive today and wants to lead you and me to the promised land called heaven. He's ready. Do you ever feel like you're taking the long way to get there? Remember this, the long way home could save your everlasting life. Arabian horses go through rigorous training in the deserts of the Middle East. The trainers require absolute obedience from these horses and they test them to see if they are completely trained. The final test is almost beyond the endurance of any living thing. The trainers force the horses to do without water for many, many days. Then he turns them loose and, of course, they start running toward the water. 
But just as they get to the edge, right ready to plunge in and get a drink, the trainer blows his whistle. The horses who have been completely trained, who have learned perfect obedience, stop. They turn around, they come pacing back to the trainer. They stand there, quivering, because they want water. But they wait in perfect obedience. And when the trainer is sure that he has their obedience, he gives them a signal to go get a drink. Now, that may seem severe when you think about that story. When you're on a trackless desert of of Arabia and your life is entrusted to a horse, you'd better have a trained, obedient horse. And we must accept God's training in obedience to Him. Because He needs us to be well trained and fully obedient for Him to be able to get people to hear our message. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this time today. I pray that we will hear Your voice. We will encounter Your desire and will for us through the study of Your Word. And God, that we will trust You, lean on You, and be grateful, and be thankful, and be humble. And Father, thank You for loving us. Thank You for forgiving us. Thank You for giving us hope through Your Son, Jesus Christ. No matter how dark the hour may be, how dark the moment may be, You're always there. And the deeper we go with You, the more assurance we have of Your presence. So God, I thank You for being close. Thank You for loving us enough to never leave us. Thank You that no matter how bad we get, no matter what we do, we can never lose Your love, Your grace, Your mercy in our lives. And should Your Son tarry another day, There's still time to prayerfully speak Your Word into the hearts and lives of people. But we have to be good and well-trained, obedient servants so that You can use us in a maximum way. God, is there one here today that's ready to take a step of faith and do that? Is there one here today who's ready to increase their obedient walk so that they can be found worthy. God, is there somebody here taking shortcuts that needs to stop and get back on the right path, the path that you're leading them down? God, I don't know what the needs are in every heart that's here, but you do. So as we sing our invitation song today, would they be moved to respond? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.